Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Friday, November 4th, 2016, and this is the ride. It is Friday, Friday! Friday, Friday, Friday! Woo, woo, woo! The end of a week, but it means there's a new week coming. A lot of things on my mind today. I needed. Okay, so I got a brief interruption there. I had my truck worked on yesterday, and the service department just called and let me know that they made a mistake on my bill in my favor. So that's a good thing. That was unexpected. Unexpected things happen, don't they? Uh, yes, they do. I am going through a situation now where it was kind of half expected. Perhaps many of you know that I've been in a position at my work where uh, there was a potential that I might have to find other employment just because um, the workload wasn't what was expected well I'm there I'm uh, a week away of um, being unemployed which is I've never had that happen before and uh, it may sound like I'm just my normal self but uh, that's my radio persona or something because uh, my wife and I are really going through some some challenging times right now uh, and, you know, you absolutely must remember that the maker of all things is the one who you can depend on. I could try to depend on my job. And at times I have thought that that's all I needed to depend on, if I was being honest with you. But the fact is, the job alone isn't going to satisfy you. It's not going to fulfill you, and it really isn't going to meet all your needs. Because money doesn't meet all your needs. And yes, family alone doesn't meet all your needs. It's a mix. But in that mix, there should be a pinnacle provider. And that's God. He provides the deeper things, the, the, the more important things. He provides the grace and the mercy in situations so that you can have a family life, for example, that meets your needs. That you can have the employment that would meet your needs, that kind of thing. So what are we going to do now? I mean, I'm right in the middle of my last two weeks. Well, obviously I'm doing what you do to find employment. And I've known this for months, so it's not like it's a big surprise. I've got some irons in the fire, as they say. But it's the whole scariness of the unknown that's, that's probably worse than anything. And then this whole idea of, well, have I been doing the right thing? Have I been seeking the right things? Did I buy the right house? We thought we were buying the right house. Is God wanting to doing Abraham with us and having us leave what we know? Is he 
got a mountain moving machine that's going to move this mountain out of our way. You know, I was thinking a lot about that. Do you know when you're walking along and you see that mountain up ahead and it looks ominous, like how are you going to do it? You know, I don't know necessarily if God has this mountain moving machine. Like he just, you know, oh, 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 is that right, my child? You see a mountain up ahead. Well, hold on a second. Let me move it for you. I don't think it works that way. As you approach the mountain, he says, take a step. Take a step. Take a step. I'm with you. Take a step. Take a step. And he said that we won't endure things that are too much for us. But he has this whole idea of taking a step. So that tells me, you know, it, it, I'm teaching my son physics. Well, I'm the book is, and I'm kind of there along for the ride. But, you know, we're looking at slopes and acceleration curves and velocity trends and all this kind of stuff. And I'm realizing that you could look at that mountain as on a graph this this high sloping thing and you're walking along that slope line and God says you're never going to have a portion of that line where you're walking that's too steep for you I'll take care of that but he didn't say that you could just hop off that line and walk around it necessarily you might have to walk the mountain Now you might say, well, that, you're, you're, you're blasphemous. The Bible says that he will move that mountain. Well, you know, you look at that mountain, and as you're walking along it, what is happening? You've got your trust in the Lord. You walk along that mountain. What is happening? That peak is getting closer, and it's still ominous. But you look out in front of you, that mountain has become what? It's become smaller because you are in an elevated position. You get that? Did you get that? I want to be at an elevated position with my God. So, I'm going to walk with Him. Now He can do whatever He wants to that mountain. I will be fine if He wants to destroy it and trash it down into pebbles. But I also want to be fine if he's saying, walk with me over this thing. And that mountain becomes a foothill, becomes a rolling meadow, becomes a plateau with vision and a view like you've never seen before. Not only can you see where you came from much clearer, but you can see where you're going clearer too. The trouble is we don't see any of that when you're climbing the hill. Anyway, so that was just something the Lord just gave me just now. So one way he could make a mountain disappear is if you walk it and all of a sudden you're at the plateau, there ain't no mountain anymore. It's all about potential energy. You know, when you're going up the hill, you're having to expend energy to get from a low place to a high place. 
Maybe some of the energy we have to expend is just some of our trust in our own doggone flesh. And we need to have God's hand help pull us up. And the only way we can get up the hill is if we're leaning on Him and not our situation. So, the energy we have to expend as we're going up this hill, or this mountain, we're expending some of this energy, but we're gaining something else. We're gaining an energy. It's almost, well, I think it's a zero sum as you go up the hill. Whatever energy it takes you to go from one level to the next level higher, you are needing to sweat it, but you're gaining what's called potential energy. That means once you're at that plateau, you have an energy that you didn't have before. You're, it's like you're building up your bank account of energy. And I think that's true, because as you get closer to the the crest and peak and then you're going to get to the point where you can enjoy the rest and the uh, the wind at your back so to speak as you go down and go to the next thing that wind at your back energy power that is from that potential energy because you've gained all that going up the hill so if you're going through something today, I don't know what the Lord's going to do about your mountain. I don't know what he's going to do about mine. But I would be nuts to let go of his hand and try to do this on my own. I know he's there, and a lot of times he's behind the scenes, but I know that he's there and he's involved in my well-being. And he's involved in yours too. Don't let go of his hand. So my wife this morning asked, have you gotten any dreams lately? Because we really believe the Lord speaks in dreams. And when I'm really stressed out I don't, and I don't get good sleep, I don't get dreams. But last night I got some dreams. And it's wild because I was telling her, it was, seemed like totally unrelated to anything. I was explaining this dream, and it was just one of those embarrassing dreams, but I told her anyway, thinking that maybe that would, um, maybe there would be some meaning behind it or something, I don't know. But there really wasn't. But as I was explaining that to her, I realized that I had some other dreams last night. It was a dream that I remember having dreamt before. But as I was dreaming it last night, it felt like I was remembering a real-life event. And, of course, that's probably how dreams are. You know, you're thinking that it's real. Uh, I mean, even it was so real that this morning when I was recounting the dream from last night, I had to take almost a double take. Okay, was that a dream where I was remembering something that really happened? Or was this a dream that I was remembering a previous dream? So it was that strong of a an impression in my mind. Well, it was a dream of a dream. An inception kind of thing. <laughs> but what it was, was I had land. I had where we lived. In my dream is where we lived. It didn't look the same as where I live now. But I think it was supposed to imply where I lived right now. 
But I knew that there was this back area that in reality doesn't exist, but in my dream it did. There was this back area where there were additional farm buildings. You call them barns. And when when I started to recount this to my wife, I was freaking out. Because I had these extra barns that I had forgotten I had. But I remembered, even before I walked into these barns in my dream, I had remembered that I had been there before. And there had been things of value in those barns. Like, ridiculous things of value. All these tools that had never been used pristine. Some of them still in their boxes. You know, big table saws and big equipment type things. Big big woodworking things. Pristine. Just sitting there. And I I walked in there and I I saw them again. I thought, oh, that's cool. In my dream, I wasn't putting two and two together. But as I was explaining it to, to my wife... I realized that God was showing me something. That he has barns. Of provision. In my life. That I'm unaware of. And he has the same thing for you. I walked through those barns and I saw these things and I thought, man, there's some value here. Not trivial. This is the real deal. And then I... There are about three different barns. Two small ones and one big one. The small ones had the equipment in them. I don't recall what was the big one. But it was in good shape. It was, it was a value just as a barn. They weren't pretty necessarily, but they were available to me. Some of this, this is hitting home, I think. So I walk through the barns and I get to the other side and then I see what I didn't even remember from a previous dream that I had. I had a big semi parked right next to the one of the the, the big barn. And it looked like it was cobbled together almost like had been sitting there for years and it wouldn't run I'm sure it wouldn't run it looked like it wouldn't run and I hopped up and I looked at the dashboard and it had all these you know tape and wire bailing and things trying to make it work you know what you might expect on a an old tractor or something bailing wire and tape and I tried to turn it on and it started like now and I put it into gear and the whole thing you know how a big truck if you've ever been in one you put it in gear and it's almost like the whole truck kind of drops two inches like (laughs) And it started moving. It got into gear and it started moving. And I started to 
just test it out, you know, drive it around a little bit. Is this going to work? I've got no idea. This thing looked like it was just not of any use. And, and, but it's doing work. And I, I was driving around a little bit, and then I realized it was pulling a pickup truck, flatbed pickup truck that was loaded with hay. I don't know what that means. But it was doing more than I thought it was capable of doing. I mean, at first I thought it was not even capable to turn over. But I got it going, got it in gear, got it moving, and then I see that it's pulling more weight. And that thing's loaded with bales of hay. Now, I don't know what all this means. I'm sure many of you psychologists out there could make your guess. I mean, I'm making my guess as I'm telling you about it. And it could just be because I had extra pasta last night. Who knows? But I do believe God speaks to us in dreams. And and I want to believe that God has got me covered. Walking toward those barns last night, I didn't remember what were what was in them. And I certainly didn't know about the semi. All those things are value that I didn't know I had. I like to believe that my past does not dictate my future. Your past does not govern your future path. It may color how you see yourself, and it may color how you see what your potential is. But like I said early on, if you're walking with the Lord, every step you take, it, it might be a challenge walking up hills sometimes, but every step you take, I'll be watching you. <laughs> every move you make. I'll be what does Sting say there is I'll be watching you every move you make I'll be watching you Well, every step you take, you need to be holding the hand of your maker. He's probably the reason why I'm able to even sing today. You know, as you may know, I haven't done a lot of podcasts in a while, and it really is because I haven't felt, because I've been in this job hunt for a long time, and I really didn't feel like I had much to give. And the other day I did one, and today I decided to do one too because what I realized the other day is that when you, at least when I do this, uh, God is speaking. And when God speaks through you, it empowers you. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust that he will give me what I need today, and I'm trusting that he's given you what you need today. But I believe that uh, as we let the Spirit of God flow through us, and as we minister in whatever way he's called us to minister, he will fuel you. 
So like I said before, when I was walking toward those barns, I didn't remember the value that was inside. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't remember. I didn't know it. And I think when we spend time with the Lord and we let His Spirit work through us and talk with us and remind us of things, we will see that value that He's put inside of us, that He's prepared for us. We will see that value. Too often we're looking or hearing what the world around us, what our environment is telling us about ourselves. You know, this is what you're worth. This is what you bring to the table. This is all you've ever been able to do. You know, isn't that interesting? The world only can see what the world has seen. And a world can only speak to you about what the world has seen. It's because the world is a, it's kind of the mouthpiece of our enemy. And our enemy doesn't see everything. Our enemy doesn't see your future. How can he even comment on your future? But God's seen it. My God's seen my future. He's seen your future. He's seen, he has that potential energy wrapped up in himself. Your potential. Don't let that potential slip away. Lord God, today we ask that you would remind us all that you're just so close to us. That you're a breath away. You're a breath away. You're our breath away. Our breath says help and you're there. Lord, I'm saying help today. I need to see things in a new way. I need to trust you at a new level. And I need the energy and strength to walk this hill. And I know I'll get it with you. Help us all, Lord, in our walks today. Help us reach that plateau so we can see more clearly our past, but more importantly, our future. Thank you for being there for us today, Lord. Amen. Okay, you stay in that word of God. You live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And when the mountain looks too big, that's okay. Just look look for the bigger thing. Look for the hand of God right there and just grab a hold of it. And then start walking. Walking with that hand. He'll guide you. He'll guide you where you need to go. Don't let go of that hand. Don't let go of that hand. Don't let go of his hand. And he will bring you to that place of victory. And I will see you on the flip.